Created out of necessity to overcome threats greater than one hero, the Avengers have seen several members in its ranks come and go. With an ever-expanding universe, on today's bonus episode, I break down some lesser-known Avengers members that may prove to be more than what meets the eye. I'm not talking about Transformers, of course, but, I mean, they did cross over Marvel. Anyways, I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. So I wrote this big, meaty, lengthy paragraph about, you know, why and how Marvel was successful about, you know, introducing these smaller characters first, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, and blowing them up into big household names. Because, you know, uh, when you think about it, characters like Groot or Rocket Raccoon, they were, if you listen to the Tearless episodes, they were really bottom of the barrel. And then now everyone just, uh, you know, knows those characters like the back of their hand, you know. Uh, so that was definitely a big surprise. And, you know, with, uh, with Shang-Chi and the Eternals coming out pretty soon, we're going to get, you know, a lot more smaller uh, characters that, you know, really never stood out in uh, selling a bunch of books uh, through their comics and um, finally getting their uh, due in the Marvel spotlight. So what I'm going to do for this episode is I'm going to tell you a character that I think should exist within the MCU and whether or not if they should, uh, you know, get their own film, maybe their own miniseries or TV show. You know, so I think it'll be kind of fun to speculate. So if there happens to be a title that, you know, ends up becoming a real thing down the road and you're maybe listening to this in the future, know right now, first and foremost, that I am not affiliated with Disney, Marvel, or any of their competitors, for for example. So anything that I'm saying right now is just pure coincidence. And, you know, now that I think about it, if I say it right now and nothing is really planned by the time of this recording and Marvel does happen to make, you know, something pretty relatively close to what I'm saying, time to lawyer up, Mickey. But anyways... I'm just kidding. No, please don't don't come for the don't come for my throat. I am so broke. I cannot afford a big lawsuit like that. Anyways, our first character that I think should exist in the MCU is Hercules. Hercules is a Marvel character that has um, existed as an Avenger, and he is kind of a more smaller character. I mean, we already have you know gods like Thor in this movie uh, from uh, Norse mythology, so why not? bring in the Greek gods as well. I, th- I can see Hercules getting his own movie because we are uh, we know for a fact that Russell Crowe is casted as Zeus in Thor Love and Thunder. So, you know, I could see Hercules being teased in the future. The only issue I can see, though, is if, you know, uh, Disney wants to make a live action adaptation of their 1997 you know animated film, sort of in the same vein that they've been doing for Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin and Mulan. I can see that maybe confusing some folks, but if you just slap the uh, Marvel banner in the beginning of the trailer, I'm pretty sure it'd be hard to kind of, you know, uh, not make that connection. And and, and I think you can solidify it that way. Also, Amadeus Cho is a character that is both connected to the Hulk and Hercules. And I think that would be a good way to kind of like ease him in as a supporting character into the MCU. Uh, We see Amadeus uh, Cho's mom 
introduced in Avengers Age of Ultron. And let's just say maybe she has she already had a kid around that time, you know, um, depending on on the time difference between Age of Ultron and, you know, uh, Infinity War when everyone gets snapped out of existence. You know, we have the post blip time skip that occurs in uh, Avengers Endgame. And I think it's an easy way to age up a young character like Amadeus Cho to maybe like a teenager. And that actually leads me to my next point. And I think that Amadeus Cho should get his own TV show. You know, uh, maybe we could see him introduced in the Hercules movie, like I said, and uh, see that role lead into maybe tying him also into the second season of the She-Hulk TV series, you know, uh, and then we can spin off a separate show for himself from there. You know, we've, some, we've seen some small hints that uh, Phase 4's overarching theme is about patching, uh, like not patching, passing the torch to a new group of heroes. And we see that Marvel is playing, uh, you know, planting some seeds uh, that they might explore creating, you know, something around maybe, say, the Young Avengers with characters like Kate Bishop, Eli Bradley, Riri Williams and Kamala Khan. I can see Amadeus eventually taking on the mantle of the Hulk and kind of acting as the brains of the group. And we know that in the comics that when Amadeus Cho does become the quote-unquote totally awesome Hulk, he eventually transforms into Braun, which is kind of like a more uh, smaller version of uh, his Hulk form. But, you know, before you say it, I know that Martin Starr supposedly played Amadeus Cho in the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton. But that movie, that movie barely counts as it stands, man. And uh, his cameo was never really addressed by name in the film. So I feel like, you know, you could do a soft retcon that people really wouldn't care about. Our third character that needs to exist in the MCU is Namor. If you don't know who Namor is, he's pretty much like the Aquaman of uh, of Marvel. And I think that Namor should get his own movie. You know, Marvel and DC have always been big competitors and they would tend to plan their releases of small of similar movies against one another. For example, you have Captain America Civil War, which was released on the same year as Batman v Superman. And they pretty much had the same basic concept. Captain Marvel and Shazam also came out in 2019, and both characters have shared the same name of Captain Marvel originally in the comics, even though they were both owned by two competing separate companies. I can see a film about Namor spinning off maybe from the Black Panther sequel, and this would help introduce the MCU's version of Atlantis, as well as adding a soft introduction to the concept of mutants within the continuity. Namor is kind of interesting because he is... Uh, the uh, kind of, I guess, like the poster child of the first mutant that was introduced in the comics. Not in the continuity, because that would be Apocalypse, but, um, you know, as a publication history fact, uh, I believe Namor is technically the first mutant uh, within the series. So, uh, Namor has always been kind of a bit of an anti-hero too, so he has this cold and calculated uh, leader persona, and he just uh, follows his own agenda and doesn't play by anyone else's rules. So I think it'd be interesting to have an Avenger that is more cold and hardened uh, compared to the other members who seem more inclined to fight for a common good, and they just seem like overall decent people, 
you know we saw that in iron man 2 that you know um tony wasn't considered for the iron man project uh, no for the avengers project because he wasn't quote unquote a team player but i mean his ego sure might have gotten in the way but it just it didn't really obstruct him from working together as a team but i think namor would definitely play that role a little better uh, I think Namor would also be a really cool character that can have appearances in both X-Men and Avengers films, leading into a possible reworking of the Avengers versus X-Men storyline in the far future, which I really hope still happens. Um, you know, with, with the nature of making these movies, it's kind of a long-term play that I don't really think is going to happen, but you never know. And I hope that Namor is involved uh, sort of in the same way that he was in the comics. But... That sounded like a bunch of, you know, nerd talk if you're <laughs> listening to this just passively. But before we talk about more potential Avengers members in the MCU that you might have not known about, let's take a quick break, though. And when we come back, we'll keep geeking out about all things Marvel. Stay tuned. Welcome back. On today's program, I'm talking about six possible MCU Avengers that can show up in the franchise. And let's keep uh, deep diving into the back catalog of Avengers members with Spider-Woman, who I think should get her own movie. Marvel, as of recording this episode, has only released two female-led um, movies within their canon. And I feel like a future title for something like WandaVision could be also in the works, but I also think that, you know, uh, in collaboration with Sony, a Spider-Woman movie needs to happen as well. Spider-Woman is an important character to the Avengers canon as Jessica Drew um, is a character that has deep ties to Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. So from a screenwriting standpoint, it would be easy to, uh, easy to just integrate her into the story. And um, I think it would be an interesting spinoff to go off of the uh, Spider-Man films with Tom Holland. I kind of want the Spider-Woman movies to stay more in line with the MCU rather than, you know, tying it in with the Sony universe with Morbius and Venom, which, you know, if you look at those two movies, they're vaguely connected to the MCU, but it's never really explicit. Um, so I would like Spider-Woman to just remain as an Avenger and dedicated within that as well. All right. Looking up on my notes, I put down Nova. Right. And I think that Nova should get his own TV show. Nova, if you don't know this character, was one of my favorite characters to play as in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And I've yet to see this character make an, an appearance in the MCU. Sure, you had the Nova Corps um, and, uh, in, being introduced in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, for example. And you see plenty of ref uh, references to them in uh, you know, Avengers Infinity War. But um, just like Spider-Woman, there's enough story beats that Marvel can use like from those titles that I had mentioned to create a story based off of Nova. And, uh, and I think they could do it in a way that could be interesting to uh, see how it spins off in the Guardians movies into a television show. The Nova Corps is pretty similar to the DC Green Lantern Corps to kind of give you a frame of reference. And with Warner Brothers uh, moving forward with a possible Green Lantern TV show, I can see Marvel competing with them directly. I mean, you had the Nova Corps uh, decimated on uh, Xandar in, I think, Infinity War. So I think that could give enough backstory for Nova, the superhero, to, uh, you know, do his own thing. And finally, on my list, I have Firestar. 
which I think she, she should get her own TV show. So one of the reoccurring shows that would come on as a kid uh, were old reruns of the animated show Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the show, basically Spider-Man would fight bad guys with Iceman from the X-Men and Firestar, who is an original character for the show. Since then, she was later introduced in the comics as a mutant and she was a part of the Hellions. And think of the Hellions as essentially a rival school to the Xavier Institute, which was the school that housed the X-Men. I think Marvel could introduce her in a film and then eventually develop a Disney Plus show around her with some occasional team-up episodes that guest star maybe Tom Holland and whichever character that Marvel casts as Iceman. I think it'd be a nice, cool callback to Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And I think it'd be fun to see Tom Holland act with a younger cast closer to his age and see how those character dynamics play out. We see him, you know, in his movies with his friends, but we never see him with superheroes that are actually teenage-aged as well. And um, I can see Firestar crossovering with maybe any of the X-Men movies uh, that also involves the Hellions and maybe other TV shows around that as well. But what do you think? Do you think there's a character on my list that should be on here? Maybe maybe you don't agree and you think that a character I mentioned might be better suited with a movie instead of a TV show or maybe the other way around. But, you know, in any case... Thank you all so much for listening. I love creating the main review episodes, but you have to know that I really love making these bonus episodes for all of you because it's just, I could really just go off the rails and just maybe try out different ideas and see what y'all think. So if there's any topic you would like to hear me talk about and maybe make a list out of, feel free to send me any ideas you have at That's My Q Podcast on Instagram or on Twitter at Q Podcast. And as always, you can send me suggestions on what I should review or what I should talk about. And be sure to uh, leave a, a nice, good rating on uh, Apple Podcasts. Let people know how much you like the show. Give it a nice five-star rating. It helps boost attention uh, for the show as well. And, you know, if you want, maybe that you don't want to write a review because it's just, uh, you know, uh, too much out of your busy day then just share the episode with a friend it's you know really easy to do and i would greatly appreciate it i want to thank j1k for the use of their music no flowers from the vault volume 3 beat tape which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com once again i've been your host christian ong and that's my cue